What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Story Worth Sharing podcast. I am your host, Chris Shepard, joined today by the ever-so-talented Amy Rodriguez. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Dang. I yeah. was hanging on there, just waiting. Yep. That's what we do. You know, also, I like how every time we wait for the drop, it's like the music yeah. has to drop yeah. before we come in. It's like, you know, that's when you know, okay, the podcast I mean, has started. We're timing. here. Yeah. I agree. Um, I have a hot topic for you. Okay. Well, it might be a hot topic. I don't know. Let's see. Maybe. Okay, bacon. <laughs> overrated oh, it's hot. or not? Definitely hot okay, topic. Okay, well, I knew, I knew you were going to do that, but overrated or no? No. There's no. no such thing as overrated when it comes to bacon. It's <laughs> impossible so. to overrate bacon. I was generally just curious because I know there are people that are like bacon like all the way like for everything. And I'm like, I like, I enjoy bacon. Yeah. But it's not like I'm crushed without it. I mean, to or be even fair, when I see it, I don't get overly excited like some people. Are oh generally. no, I do. <laughs> I, I, I actually have been to a wedding where at the wedding reception it was a bacon bar. Oh, yeah, like all kinds of bacon. Yeah, yeah, it was like different what? flavors of bacon, different styles. They had like candied bacon, and they had like bacon flavored this people. and whatever else. They were like all about the bacon, which was awesome. Yeah, I, I so at lunch today actually I ordered a <laughs> okay. burger and added bacon, and it came out without bacon. See, and I would take mine off. I had this what sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> so that you could eat it for dessert or no? I just don't typically add bacon to anything mm. unless it's breakfast. Like I love, I like turkey bacon. Yeah, that's not bacon. See, I know it's not, but I prefer that over regular yeah. bacon. But, I mean, that's fine to each his own. But my biggest reason for bringing that up was because I saw this TikTok trend where now people are like twisting bacon and cooking it so that one, it fills up more like they can use their whole package on a pan. Okay, yeah. But it's also like supposed to be extra crispy, Ooh. like if you twirl it. So it's like a, a bacon stick, but also you can just make a lot more. I and I want to try it. You like season sure it. Yeah, that. you season it, you twist it. And like, I think the looser though you twist it, the crispier it is. Anyway, I was like, I have to try that, even though I don't eat a lot of bacon, but it looked cool. You try so, it, and then you can just bring it to me, okay, and I'll I'm eat it. I'm going to bring it for the yeah. staff. And just yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> there would be a lot of questions, I feel like. Man. I, okay, so if you were to choose bacon crispy or like... Uh, crispy. I, I hate to say Easy. floppy. No, but, but crispy. You know. I like it crispy for sure. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to eat raw bacon. That's just weird. Someone but, might. I mean, somebody probably does. That, somebody probably someone. does. But, you know, most people... Are You're at wrong, least on the we love you. <laughs> flexible bacon or crunchy, crispy bacon. Yeah, I'm definitely no, on the crispy, not I charred. Agree. I don't want it to be no, burned, but no, I agree. Yeah, but it's way better that way. Yeah, There's no I, way. I am a big fan of bacon. Okay, I just I was just curious. I actually but saw a TV it. show. Uh, it's a restaurant recovery. I think it's like the guy who started raising canes, and he's going around the country post COVID. He's going, well, I guess we're not post-COVID yet, but whatever, <laughs> during COVID, while businesses are trying to yeah. reopen, he's going around to like these mom and pop restaurants and he's basically just helping them reimagine business. So if they're like one restaurant was in California and they're not allowed to have people inside. So he was helping them reimagine like they oh, had, a, yeah. they were doing like an outdoor counter, but they still were losing a ton of money. So he created like this drive-in bellhop experience, cool. whatever, which was super cool. But one of the places he went to, their signature dish was their BLT. And so he's like, oh, well, it's your signature dish. Like, okay, yeah. I, I want to try your BLT. And it came out and it's 16 pieces of bacon. It was like See, three and a half inches thick of just bacon. I couldn't. Oh, I, I couldn't. I could I feel bad. I might waste some of that. I mean, I would save it for someone else, but yeah, I, I would, lot. I would deconstruct it. I probably wouldn't eat yeah, all 16 yeah. pieces like on the Almost sandwich. Make two sandwiches out of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or like a tostada. <laughs> 
open it up. And, like, oh my have gosh. A bacon toast on us. No. Yeah. So we, there's, been, there's been a lot of head nodding with our guest yeah. today as we've been talking about bacon. Mm-hmm. And I want so, his opinion for yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm definitely curious to get his take. Amy, why don't you introduce today's What? Guest? Really? Yeah. Wow, what an honor. So today, we get to talk with another person on our staff yeah. who is, in my opinion, super creative, um, works really hard. He works with Chris in the college ministry, and we have Ryan Williams with us today. Hey, hey. thanks. Thanks for having Woo. me. Yes. I know. There's like no... Is there a cheer track on here? I don't I know. Think no, there is. but I'll clap in the background. There we go. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, I get, I get to work with Chris, so that's always fun. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, before we like dive too far into okay, this, this fair. bacon... Bacon, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm all for bacon. I mean, I actually am really confused as to how you pull bacon off of why a meal that you order. If if they bring it to you, why would you take it away? I just don't order it. Let's put it that way. I don't order typically something with bacon on it. Okay, so I don't just take it off. That is rude. I would never do that. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say you're really hurting the feelings of the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That pig's feelings (laughs) are hurt. (laughs) I just take it off. So rude. Yeah, Emmy, how could you be so? I know, I'm the worst. Yeah, no. I'm definitely a crispy bacon eater, though. Mm, yeah. Yes. Man, the crispier it is, the better it is. Probably not for me, but for my taste buds, of <laughs> I don't, course. You know, you know, honestly, I don't know if it's any better or worse for you the more cooked it is. Honestly, it's fair. I, I mean, bacon oh, is bacon. Yeah. It's pro- raw is probably not great for you, but you know, it's... To each their own. That's... <laughs> I guess so. Maybe if you want to live with yeah. is that a thing? sickness, I, I, I don't know. It, it could now. be. It could be. Yeah, that's fair. You We're going to open a bacon sushi bacon restaurant. Sushi. Let's you do it. make that and bring it. <laughs> That'd be oh, a hit. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Screams okay. American. Yeah. So you get to work with me, which yeah, is why I, I let Amy do the intro. Yeah, which is fair because I don't really know what a would have came out of Chris's <laughs> mouth, but you know, that's okay. Man, uh, this is the second podcast in a row where I'm getting thrown under the bus by my coworkers <laughs> where people don't feel like I can be nice. Maybe it's a sign. Maybe, it, maybe that's it is. A, you Uh-oh. need to reflect on yourself. <laughs> you know oh, that gosh. we, when we decided to bring on staff, I decided to open myself up and not be selective and only bring on people that I thought would say nice things about me. So uh, bringing wow. on, I brought on Ryan. I guess he's, <laughs> I guess I get paid to say nice things. Yeah. So that makes yeah. sense. Oh man. I'm just kidding. All joking aside, I do love you, Ryan and oh. love working with you. Um, and I might encourage you at some point during the podcast, but mm-hmm. you know what? That. This podcast is not about me. It's about you. So okay. why don't you just tell people you, you've already mentioned you work in college ministry here at Brazos Fellowship. Yeah. Just give us a, a snapshot of who you are. Yeah, so I guess before anything else, I'm sure my dad will want me to say this, but I'm a college student. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I'm probably uh, going to get a nice allowance for that. No, I'm just there kidding. We, go. we covered uh, it, Dad. Right. He is yeah, in college. We're, I'm here. I promise. Uh, yeah, no, I'm in college. Uh, I will, I'm actually finishing up my junior year right now at Texas A&M University, and I will be going in my senior year, which crazy. is very daunting. Yeah. I know it may seem crazy for you because it really seems crazy for me. Yeah. I feel like I was literally just a freshman, so now I get why people are like, hey, this is it's going to go yeah. by quick, yeah. you know. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, right now, I, I think the other aspect of everything that I do really does come into uh, my role here at Brazos Fellowship. You know, I've, I've enjoyed working here in, in college ministry and, and playing a big part in volunteering with the youth as well. Um, I think those, those two kind of fit right down my alley in terms of my uh, character, I guess, and yeah. personality. And so I get to be myself, which is really unique. And I love that. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, the, premise of this podcast is just bringing people on and creating space for them to share their story. And so let's do that now. And a big part of your story is the things that you've walked through, these Mm. moments that you've encountered, uh, things that have happened in your life that have 
had a profound impact and shaped who you yeah. are. And so when you think about that, looking back in the rearview mirror, mm. um, you know, we don't want to get stuck looking in the rearview mirror, but it's important to know where we've come from. Right. And so when you when you think about that, what are some of those moments maybe that stick out to you? It's like, man, that had such a profound impact on who I am. Yeah, well, uh, I will say this. I grew up in Missouri City, which is a suburb right outside of Houston, Texas, southwest. Um, and so that's a place that I've lived my entire life. Hmm. But growing up, you know, I, I would say I was kind of a part of the, the creaster folk. Uh, <laughs> you know what that is? CEO Christians. Right, yeah, the ones that uh, show up for Christmas and Easter, and that's yep. about it. Um, and that was mainly because I, I spent a lot of time playing baseball. Um, but for that reason, I, I feel like there was a lot of me that didn't ever have a personal connection with God. Yeah. Um, I never saw it as a personal connection. I was like, oh, yeah, that's just something I can identify with, right? Because of that, I just felt like um, I would constantly go through the motions. But it's funny, I wrote this down to prepare for this, but I, the extent of my childhood knowledge of who God was uh, was kind of that dinner table kids prayer where it's like, God is great, God is good, thank you, Jesus, for my food, amen. Mm-hmm. You know, that's about it. Amen. Like, <laughs> that's, all, that's, all I need, that's all I felt like I needed to know because it was what would get me to food and eating, right? Yeah. So, uh, But one, one part of that that kind of always stuck with me as a kid is that God is good. And um, I feel like when I stepped into my teenage years, that was kind of the only thing that I identified with mm-hmm. God was like, oh, he's, he's only good, right? Um, and that was until something bad happened to me where I was like, okay, if God is good, then how is that possible? And so that specific thing that was bad, I just remember uh, me and my brother got sat down by my parents and uh, when I was 13 and they had basically just told us flat out that, hey, we're getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. And it was really gut-wrenching for me. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know how to approach that. My brother's younger than me. And so um, he was, I think, nine at the time. And for that, it was it was really hard because he didn't really understand a lot of what that meant. Um, he was still an elementary school kid. I was just then getting into high school. And so it was really hard because I was entering this new stage of life where I was expected to kind of become this high school kid that has more ownership and responsibilities. But if anything, it kind of just brought my world crumbling down because mm. now I had way more responsibilities right. and I had to deal with the pain of, man, I don't even have my family together anymore. My family's been separated. And so how do I live with that? Um, and all that came back to this thought of like, man, if, if there's any time that I needed faith, it was then. Yeah. And in that moment, I couldn't help but think, God, you're not good. Wow. Like you're not good. There's no possible way Mm -hmm. that if you were good, that that would be something that I would have to feel. Yeah. And so if anything, it brought me far away from God. Um, I never felt like I was at a place where, man, God, God was really there for me. God cared for me uh, mainly because of that. And so my posture changed a lot towards God. If anything, I turned away from God. And so for that, like it kind of just led me down this this bad stretch where I was trying to find my identity in something else. Um, I played sports growing up, and so baseball was one of those things that I held really close to me in terms of identity. But just to add another layer to it, that following year after my parents' divorce, um, I tried out for the freshman high school baseball team. Didn't make it. Wow. Mm. So that was something else that I identified with that literally, for whatever reason, didn't let me get on that team. And so... You know, my perspective in that was like, oh, I'll just pull Michael, Michael Jordan and not make my freshman team <laughs> yeah. and go become the best baseball player of all time. Uh, <laughs> and then, work out and for then you. two years later, I quit. So <laughs> not well at all. Uh, but, you know, that, a lot of those things just adding up just really made my world feel like it was crumbling around me. Like I, there was just nothing I could hold on to. Like I had to turn to something else to just fill the void that yeah. was in my heart um, that I held so close to me. 
And so uh, for that, you know, I just felt like I kind of led down this, this empty road where, man, I was just constantly trying to find, and I was in this pursuit of trying to find my people and trying to find people that I could associate with. And for a lot of reasons, um, that led me into a, a really bad spiral because for that, I was willing to compromise on all the things that I held valuable to myself. Yeah. And it led me to drugs. It led me to alcohol. It led me to a feeling like partying was a excuse. It led me, it led me down this road where I just wanted to create this image for myself that made me feel like I was being accepted by others. And at the time, like I just felt like I was going into this high school hero phase where it's like, man, I'm the man. Nobody else can stop me. And for years on, you know, that was kind of the approach I had. And it was my senior year where everything kind of just rocked my world in a different way. I was dating someone at the time and at the back end of the year, it was actually probably a couple weeks prior to me moving to College Station to start college. I had gone to a party and was with some friends and basically had gotten to this place where I was just didn't care about what I was doing that night. And for that, like I, I remember I left that night not knowing anything about like where I was. Like The next morning I woke up, had no idea what happened the night wow. prior and uh, put myself in a really dark place. And from what I found out following, like I had made some really bad choices that ultimately uh, proved that I was unloyal to my girlfriend at the time. And that for me was when things really got real for me, where it was like, man, I, that, that didn't just affect me. Like yeah. that affected someone else. Yeah. And that feels wrong. Like that's, that is wrong. And so at that point, like I, I wanted to find what a moral compass even was like i had no idea what what that could even look like because my friends didn't model that for me and you really didn't have a foundation for that growing up right right and so for that i was like i don't know why like i'm longing to figure out how i can make be better but i don't know where to look Mm -hmm. like there's nothing teaching me this right now and so fortunately man I, i i just got this perspective in this glimpse and thankfully the person i was dating at the time offered me grace in the fact that she she was willing to say like hey look to God. Like, I know that I'm not happy with you right now, but like God's willing to offer you grace. And that's what I'm willing to do in this moment is offer you grace. I'm not happy with you, Mm -hmm. but just know that God's for you. And so I was like, you know what? I'm willing to do whatever to make men's right now. I'm just going to go read the whole book of John. Like, I don't care. And so I'm not Uh, even joking that night. I went and read the whole book of John Nice. and I can't say that I, you know, it was, it was basically like drinking water of a fire hose. I couldn't grasp everything in that Mm -hmm. moment, but I do remember getting to the back end of John where this story about Jesus that he was crucified and the way they treated him and then how he resurrected from the dead and brought this life with him um, that brought life to everyone around him like that, that really stuck out to me and allowed me to understand that, man, this, this applies to me. Like this, this is, this is directly applying to me in this moment. And so it, it really like, that was a quick seed in my life that really just spurred me to wanting to know more yeah. and wanting to desire more. And so I just remember asking questions to her and saying like, Hey, I, I, I don't know what our future looks like, but I want to, I want to find a place that I can get com- connected to a church when we get to college station mm-hmm. to community. Like that would be incredible. And so, uh, fortunately, like she, kind of took my hand in that and was like, Hey, yeah, let's go do this. Like, let's go find a place that we can go seek out a community, a place that you can grow, a place that I can grow, whatever that looks like. And so, um, I did, and I was committed to that. And I actually ended up at Brazos fellowship yeah. funny enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, this is, this really was a pivotal moment in my faith because 
in this time where I was just desiring to find community, God was really shaping my heart and allowing me to understand who he truly was. And this void that I was feeling in my heart of like wanting to identify with something, wanting to find good, wanting to find some sort of moral compass that allows me to understand like the weight of what I'm doing and how it's not providing me life. Like that was what showed me this. Like God, God was really showing and revealing this to me through his word and through the people that I was meeting in this experience of trying to find this community. And so because of all of that, like all that accumulated, like I look back now in hindsight and I look back towards like my parents' divorce and why that was so challenging for me. And this idea that God is good, like really resonated with me at that point and to find out that he wasn't in that moment for what I thought like felt real. But the mm-hmm. reality was, it's like, man, everything leading up to where it is now, like where I'm at now, like God knew that, like he foresaw that and he knew that that was going to play out the way it did. And it was all for his good. And it was all to, for his glory. Right. Um, he was going to make a resurrection story out of me. Yeah. And so that, that to me is something that I've definitely held true. I've re-identified that God is good. And I've found, and I feel like the Lord's definitely shaped me in so many ways. Uh, and just, just journey that I've had over the past couple of years of really, truly getting to know him, that it has allowed me to just un- allowed him to unveil who he truly is in my mm-hmm. heart and where he plays a part in my life. And it allows me to see that, man, I am a sinner. Like that doesn't change anything. Like I can't do anything to change that, but he's willing to meet me there. Like arms wide open. He's willing to be there for me regardless. And so for that, like I, I'm just, I'm just grateful. Like that, that is something that is so near and dear to me because man, I don't have to live in this sin. Like I don't have to yeah. live with this void and thinking that, man, I'm, I'm hopeless. Like I'm helpless. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't do anything about this. Like, no, God is there for me. He's good. Like he wants to be there for you. And so, man, this is something that, um, has just really shaped me over the past couple of years. And I'm, I'm still eager to, to learn more and more yeah. and more about God because it's just really cool to see how that's all played out. That's so, that's so awesome. And I, I think that, man, even just, I love, I love so much. You're mm-hmm. very aware sitting here now looking mm-hmm. back and you even said like God foresaw, he knew like how all of these things would come together to lead to this moment and the person that you are today yeah. and the lessons that you would learn and what would come out of that or whatever. And man, I think it would do us good to take more time to stop and consider that. Mm -hmm. Like how often do we miss, like even, even your awareness creates Mm -hmm. growth and maturity in you. Right. And it creates more reliance and dependence on God because when we can have this awareness and recognize, man, Oh my gosh, God got me full circle from when I like assumed that he was good and then something bad happened. And now I'm like, he can't be good to now. I'm like, Oh no, he's definitely good. And then you you grow and, your appreciation and your understanding Mm -hmm. of him. Like, man, we should create more space for those moments where we are looking back and looking at, man, what has God done? How Mm -hmm. have I gotten to the place that I am? What has he done in my life to bring me here? It's awesome. Absolutely. And you know, I love that you brought that up because that's something that I feel like for me has been really, I found just very uh, fruitful in Mm -hmm. in my relationship with him is just the power of reflection and looking back Mm -hmm. at situations that maybe I've prayed for, maybe situations that I've lived through that I'm like, man, I can see fully now where the things that I was struggling with trying to find clarity in that you were actually playing a part yeah. in that. And like, I've gotten to where I am now. Like I've seen growth in that now. And it was all because of how God had inserted Absolutely. himself into the Absolutely. equation. Yeah, for right? sure. So it's just super cool to be able to look back and see those things. 
Yep. And I think hearing your story so far, I know there are so many people that relate to that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Like the things you went through that early of an age, like unfortunately, like divorce, it seems to be so much more real now, like starting so mm-hmm. young. And so that's encouraging for someone to hear where you are today and know like that's where you came yeah. from. Yeah. And even the fact of like Chris was just saying, and you said like reflection is such a big thing for me, like the gift of remembering like where you came from for a long time, I didn't realize like the power that held and even more so I think about the people yeah. that walked with you through that and have played a part even this the past couple of years of you in college. And so who are those people that God used in your life to impact your story and are still impacting your story? Yeah, absolutely. I can think of three men right off the top of my head um, that absolutely have played a huge part in that. One of them, uh, he's actually youth director here at Brad's Fellowship, but he's been on the podcast before. Yeah, yeah um, season one. Greg, um, he has played a really huge part in that. And I think this was really early on in my my walk with Christ where this was a moment where I guess follow a couple, honestly, it was a couple of weeks following me really desiring and like longing to know Christ more and like actively pursue a relationship with him. Um, I had a conversation with him. It was funny. We, I guess Brad's Fellowship was doing a Say Yes campaign basically just to grab volunteers mm-hmm. and, and place them in places. And so it was a card that they had in the seat backs uh, in the auditorium and I had filled it out and was like, you know what? being a youth leader would sound cool. <laughs> like, you know, it's playing around with other high school. Like, yeah, sure. That'd be awesome. And then I started thinking about it more and I was like, dude, if they were to ask me any question about who God is, I don't even know. Like there's literally no, anything. Yeah. There's no shot. Like I, I, there's no way I could do this. Right. And so it was extremely intimidating to think that if whoever the youth director or pastor is, is going to get a hold of this and ask me these questions, I'd be like, bro, I literally don't know. Like I don't like, that's just the reality. And so it was funny. Uh, he reached out to me. He was like, hey, I want to have a meeting with you. And I remember just being absolutely mortified by this <laughs> meeting because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to tell him. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know the answers. I've that read the entire book of John. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> this is I was like, I yep, that's the extent of all I know. <laughs> yep. And I remember uh, sitting down with Greg and um, we were at Lupus Coffee Shop here in College Station. And, right. Yeah, I was like, Not there anymore. So <laughs> uh, but I remember we, were, we got to talk in he was like so yeah what what's your story and i was like let me just be completely gut level honest with you real quick i i don't think i'm the guy that you want like i just gave my life to christ three weeks ago i don't know much about this whole god thing like i'm still learning for myself like i don't think you want me to be in this position like i thought this would be really cool but i just don't think this is where i need to be and it was funny because in that moment he kind of looked at me and was like no you're exactly who i want and i was like (laughs) what? <laughs> like, I just remember being so puzzled by that. Cause I was like, there's no reason why that's even close to justifying that. And he was like, it doesn't, that, that's not what I'm looking at. It's not a knowledge thing for me. That's something that I could teach you, but your heart is there mm. and your, your passion to learn more and to know more and to love people is there. And that's something that I can't mm. teach people. Yep. That's something that they have to have. Mm. Um, and so that really, really resonated with me big time because uh, he took a chance on me, like in all honesty. And uh, since then, um, you know, I've somehow have landed a job here at the church, right? <laughs> uh, but that that was definitely a, the first starting place for me to really start to believe in how God can work through me mm. and recognize that, man, none of this is by my power, like, or by by, by anything that I could ever generate. Like, this is something that... I have to truly surrender to God and understand that he's going to use me through that. And so 
And Greg was a great help in identifying that. And then I got to turn it over to you, Chris, because you were definitely another aspect of that. Like, man, I remember uh, the first conversation I had with you uh, where I just reached out to you and was like, hey, we go get breakfast. And yeah. I'm sure you could speak to this too. Yeah, we went to the <laughs> kettle, you know, great place. Not really. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, no. it is still there. But they have bacon and it is They good. do have bacon. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I had circle. some. Full circle. Full <laughs> circle. But no, I remember. I remember. I just reached out to you because I just felt like, man, I, I I would love to get to know the guy that's speaking to me on stage, you know. And um, and I got the opportunity to share my story with you. And I just remember feeling really encouraged leaving that day, and really feeling committed towards like, man, I I want to be a. I really do want to be a part of this ministry. Like I know that that God's working in it, and um, I want to take part in what this is. And so. I just remember um, that conversation was a huge catalyst towards our relationship. And since then, like Chris has played such a great role in discipling me, like just just bringing me along in the journey and and allowing me to see how I can be challenged and and grow in my own relationship with the Lord. I mean, he's done a really fantastic job of of, um, just being that rock for me. Um, And so I I am thankful. This is an encouragement that's, uh, I guess, not always said. uh, So I guess I'll say it in front of everybody (laughs) in the world. It's out there now. Right? Yeah, there it is. I like how you just said in front of everybody in the world. Yeah, I know how many people we all got, (laughs) you know. This is, you got hundreds of thousands of people listening. So I got I actually looked earlier today and there's there's people in Singapore and Iraq. Oh, that's awesome. And Egypt and Turkey. What? Yeah, so that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's and awesome. we didn't even know. I'm that. impressed. Yeah. Okay, Shout I'm out sorry. to those countries. Yeah, hey. there you go. <laughs> if you're in Singapore listening to this, I want to hear from you. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you know that's that's awesome. Uh, anyway, thank you for saying that. Yeah, no, for sure. And then uh, another, one last person that I can identify. Um, his name's Braxton, and uh, he matches every energy that I have. Uh, <laughs> but he was so true. But I, the first summer following uh, me giving my life to Christ, so I guess this is following my freshman year of uh, college, I worked at T-Barm camps and in New Braunfels, and I got to serve with the Discover team, um, which is a camp that's mobile and goes from church to church across the state of Texas. And uh, he was the director of the camp. And for that, he he really did take a take me under his wing in a lot of ways. Um, and this is something I never really recognized then. It was more of him just building a relationship with me more than anything um, and really taking the time to to speak life to me and, and really just allow me to see perspectives that I just was blind to see in the moments that I was in. And so, uh, he encouraged me in a lot of ways, um, to just take notice of what God is teaching me in the season that I'm in. Uh, because there was a lot of things that summer that I learned about myself and, and really what God was teaching me that I probably wouldn't have noticed if it wasn't for him identifying, Hey, I think you need to take take notice to what is going on right now. Like you have opportunities to live these things out and so do it. Right. And even today, like still really great encouragement. Um, you know, I just got off the phone with him earlier today, just talking to him like, and this is two years after the fact. And so that relationship has just lasted since then. Um, definitely a brother in Christ without a doubt. So that's awesome. I love that you, uh, said that in the, even in the moment you didn't necessarily realize what was happening, but Mm -hmm. he just kind of brought you along and, and, just spoken to your life in a way, almost as if a friend would. Right. And I think that uh, there are a lot of times where God uses people like that in our life. What are some of, and you've already, man, you've already nailed some really powerful lessons, mm-hmm. but what are some lessons, some things that you've learned through these different relationships, through these different moments that you would say, man, I, I hold on to this. This is like an anchor for me. One of those things being, I, I did rediscover that God is good. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, what would be some of those other things that you have learned? Yeah, uh, that's a that's a great question because um, two summers ago, uh, Braxton specifically, uh, I've I love sharing the stories. I think it's hilarious. This this month that I went into was awesome. Uh, speaking of Egypt, people listening over yeah. there, uh, we had the opportunity to go to Egypt that year, and um, and I I will say this wholeheartedly, like that was probably the most joyful I've ever been in my life. Like leaving that place, like that was just so special. Mm-hmm. There was just so much just energy that was just something I've never seen before for God and just the people that you meet there are just different than the people that you see here. It just gives you a different appreciation of, of how people are living across the world. And so, um, and living for Christ specifically. Right. And so for, for that, like I, I left with so much joy, but I remember going back to camp for a couple of weeks following that, bringing this energy with me of like, man, I'm hyped up. I'm ready for this yeah. week. Let's go. <laughs> Basically going back to fourth graders that, you know, aren't always the best, but hey, it's, it's whatever. It's still, still people. We were all in fourth grade. Right, exactly. Oh, I was a fourth it? grader. I, honestly, I was probably the worst fourth grader in the class. <laughs> I can't even lie. So yeah, I'd be a hypocrite saying anything more than that. But I remember uh, usually at camp, there's like, you know, two, two kids out of your 14 kids in the cabin that are pretty hard to deal with but they're easy to get back together because the rest of the group's acting great yeah well i remember getting back that week super excited and 10 out of the 14 kids were oh my gosh. god awful oh, no, <laughs> no better oh, no. no better word for it like i i couldn't do anything about it i i just remember after day one we had like four conversations with leadership uh we had uh, a kid get sent home we had two oh, kids man. basically oh. being told if they had they had one more opportunity or else they're getting sent home we had a parent conference at the end of the day you said that was all day one? Yeah, and that was eight hours. This <laughs> oh, is a day camp, might I gosh. add. And I think half of that happened in the first two hours. So oh It's like they, you're already sending them all home at the end of the yeah. day anyway, but yeah. you actually had to send a kid home early. Uh, quite literally, I was counting down the seconds. Oh, like it, no. it, was, it was miserable. <laughs> There's no better way to put it out. And so I just remember after day one, I was, I was driving home with Braxton. Braxton was taking us back to the place that we were staying in. Uh, sitting in the front seat, like I was just defeated, like just no doubt. And I remember he just turned to me and was like, Hey man, you know, uh, like what, what's a, what's a word that would describe how you're feeling right now? And I was like, well, I'll just tell you it sucks. Like this, <laughs> this is horrible. Like I, I feel defeated. And he was like, well, you could choose to have joy in this moment. And I just remember looking at him and I was like, yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I, I, there's no shot I can have joy in this moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is not a moment where joy can be found. He was like, that's not what scripture says. You've been teaching kids all about joy all summer. And you have the opportunity to live out what joy truly mm-hmm. is. And that was something that was just really concrete and something that I've really directly just took, taken a lot of heart in is that, man, I've, I've just learned to discover that, that joy truly isn't just found in, in the high seasons of your life. Mm-hmm. Like joy can be chosen in the low seasons and it's all because you have a hope that is greater than anything that's found here on earth. Yeah. I mean, it's the fact and, that God is working yeah. in your life regardless of uh, the situation you find yourself in, right? And he's pointing to you to something greater than than what you're in right now to begin with, whether that's good or bad. And so you can take heart in that. And man, that, that was just that was just huge for me because I think looking back towards like my parents' divorce and even looking forward to the year following when my grandmother passed away, someone that was really close to me, like back then, whenever my parents got divorced, like if I would have just taken heart in that, I'm not saying it would have been easier but there's a different perspective that you have in your life knowing sure. that God is still working. Yeah. yeah, Like you may not be able to see it. It may not be evident, but he's working regardless. And then I remember flashing forward to whenever 
a year later, whenever I took this to heart and really was able to process grief of my grandmother dying with this context of joy, man, it really made an impact. It made a difference. Mm. And it was because I made the intentional effort to say, God, I'm trusting you. That's awesome. Like, I'm trusting you in this moment. And so, man, it's it's been really cool to see how I've been able to live that out regardless of the season I find myself in, just knowing that, man, God's, God's a rock. Like he's, he's not going anywhere. Like he's, he's going to be there for you and he's got his arms wide open, ready for you whenever you're ready to come back, even if you stray away. And so that for me has just been really, really awesome. And I love like one, one piece of scripture that's, that I've really held to that kind of allows me to reflect upon that is first Peter one eight. And it says, though you've not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Mm-hmm. And that's just so true. And I think that's just the the heartbeat of, man, if you are really pursuing a relationship with Christ, like, man, that that should be the feelings mm-hmm. that you that yeah. you can't help but have, right? That's so good. And so um, that's been something that I feel like the Lord has really been shaping me in, definitely over the past couple of years. So, so good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like with anything you learn, I know, especially here at Rez Fellowship, we always talk about like the action stuff, like, what's next? Like, what do you do? Chris, you always say, well, what do you, what's your phrase? Uh, so what, right? Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. you say challenging every time but (laughs) i think it's really important that we do have action steps or like the disciplines that we do like what are we doing to like put those in place for ourselves Mm. so what are those disciplines what are those things that you do now that are transforming your faith journey and Mm. just helping you grow because i think it's important for people to know that um hopefully they hear it from other people and they can start implementing those things too yeah Yeah, sure absolutely i mean one thing that has been really uh, constant. And when I say constant, it doesn't mean I'm always perfect at doing it, <laughs> but it's something that I know. It keeps that, showing up. <laughs> yeah, it keeps showing up. And it's something that should be there for me. And it's something that I should constantly be tapping into because mm-hmm. I know that it provides great value. I'm going to stop speaking around it. It's <laughs> scripture, like reading hey, scripture. Yeah. There it is. That's what I was getting to. You know, that that's something that I've just found that, man, I've I've been able to think about the context of my life while reading it and really applying focus towards like, man, where is this, where is God trying to, what is he trying to teach me today? Like, what is, what is the one thing that's burdening my heart that God's trying to insert himself in with this knowledge? And it all comes back to the, the overall story of, of the Bible, which is God's love for his people. Right. And, um, I think everything, not to say that the answer to everything is necessarily like, Oh, love, you know, love is, you know, exceeds all things, but or like, Hey, you're, you don't, you're $40,000 in debt. What are you gonna do? Love. No, that's not like, that's not the answer to quite literally everything. Right. But, um, if anything, it's, it's just allowed me to recognize that, you know, God, God is, is like I said, he's, he's constant, like he's going to be there, um, regardless of the situation I'm finding myself in and being able to meditate on that and read scripture and, and challenge myself to really take upon this perspective and to take upon this way of thinking is, is really helpful. But, I would say another thing too is just, man, plugging into the people around you. Um, I know for, for me, like I've been a part of a community group the past couple years um, since I've known Christ and it's been transformative, uh, honestly, towards towards my faith journey. And I think what's so unique about that is that when, when I think about my community groups that I've been in in the past, like these are people that I can I can tap into. Like these are people that, man, I don't know the answers. I can turn to them and say, hey, I'm not sure y'all know the answers either, but is there anything that y'all can help in regards to finding this? And so now you got more minds thinking about it. Right. And not only that, it's like, man, I've, I've been really struggling with something personally. Like I just need to share this with y'all so that y'all understand that I'm struggling with it. And I want 
y'all's guidance and help and how I can maybe approach this differently. Um, and so for that, like, that's just another thing that in terms of just disciplines that I've, I've really held on to, like those, those are some things that I feel like have been really helpful in me journeying with God and, and finding out, man, how can I learn more about you? How can I grow in my relationship with you? Um, and so that's, that's just been really cool. I think one of the most underrated aspects of community is yes, there's more minds thinking on it, mm-hmm. and whatever, but it is this instant awareness. I'm not alone. Right. Mm, yeah. Because so often isolation, like whatever our struggle is, pushes us into the dark. It pushes us mm-hmm. towards isolation. It pushes us towards this place of like, I have to carry this on my own. I have right. to deal with this. On my, I have to figure it out. I have to find the answer. Mm-hmm. I have to find the understanding, whatever is necessary. Like I have to do this thing. But when we are in this place of community and we have the courage or whatever else to bring it into the light instantly you look around the circle and other people are like nodding their head you see the look in their eye and you're like wait oh you you've had the same question you've struggled with the same thing i'm not the only one and instantly it silences the lies that tell us that we're by ourselves, that we're Mm -hmm. the only one walking through this whatever which is so true and i think that's something that man the the enemy is definitely active uh, because without a doubt that is part of my story like i've i especially now that i've come to know christ like i at one point in my faith journey which was really early on i felt shameful for the things that i took part in because i'm like man that's that shouldn't be something i identify with in regards to christ right and um something i didn't recognize and emmy you said it's like that's a that's something that's a part of a lot of people's stories right like my story is not a whole lot different than I'm sure maybe people listening to this story right now, like listening to the podcast right now, like this, this is something that a lot of people, the things that I struggle with is something other people struggle with as well. And so, um, that, you know, I think, I think one scripture that kind of quickly identifies like what, what community is, is Proverbs 27, 17 as iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another, you know, I think that's, that's what community has been for me is that, man, I can be open and, and that community can challenge me to be a better version of myself, uh, all while pointing me back to who God is. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's just been extremely critical in my faith journey. How have you seen it as we kind of wrap this up? How have you seen that play itself out in the way that you interact with other people? Mm-hmm. Right. That it is ultimately that. So what moment, right. right? That Amy yeah. was talking about a second ago. It's like when I take all of this stuff, put it together, the lessons that I've learned, the moments that I've been through, the people that have spoken into me, like how do you see that play itself out in just the way that you engage with and interact with the people around you? Yeah. I, I love this question because, um, I think this is, something that I've, I've taken a lot of heart in trying to figure out because initially I wasn't perfect in this. Um, wait, so you're saying now you are perfect in this? No, I'm saying I'm still not. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. That's, that's not what I was trying to say. You said initially I wasn't. So just just clarifying. He did it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's, Hey, hey, I'm not trying to, you should probably be hosting this podcast if you're perfect. Too many paps. You got me. You got me. No, I'm just kidding. But this is something that I, I definitely struggle with up front is just, trying not to approach people in ways that like, Hey, you're, you should be shamed for what you're doing. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's not my role at all. Or like, I should have, I shouldn't have to judge you for the things that you're doing in your life just because now I know what is morally right and wrong. Right. Right. And so for me, it all boils down. And I think, um, pastor will here at Brazos fellowship, he had talked about this, um, in one of his sermons and it is quite literally stuck to me like Lou, because, uh, he was talking about, um, Billy Graham, and I'm sure some of you may have heard this before, but Billy Graham was a close friend of Bill Clinton. And in the whole Monica Lewinsky scandal thing that was going on, 
Billy Graham got a lot of criticism because he was still sticking around yeah. Clinton through all this madness and all this basically public shame that he was enduring. And people were asking, like, why Why are you still associating yourself with him? Like, you were ruining your public image by doing this. And his response was incredible. He says, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict, it's God's job to judge, and it's my job to love. Mm-hmm. And that had resonated with me so much because, man, that answered a lot of the things that I was struggling with in my own was like, I don't know how to approach people without it feeling like I'm judging them or feeling like I'm the one convicting them of something Mm, that they're doing wrong. Like, that's not my role. And that's something I just couldn't recognize on my own. And so for him to put this statement out there and for Will to communicate this, I just just remember feeling this, this sense of like, man, that that is so important. Like, and it's helped me identify like how I should approach people better too, because when I just choose to, to allow myself to just love people, regardless of even the action that they're pursuing in that moment, like they could be doing whatever to separate themselves from God. But it's like, man, if I could just take that opportunity to just love them to maybe be something that's different than what they've seen in someone else. And maybe that's through conflict. Maybe that's through interaction. Maybe that's through something that I've chosen not to do. And maybe that they've chosen to do mm-hmm. all of that encompasses maybe one question in their mind of why are they different? Yeah. Why do they live different? Yeah. And so that for me has just been really cool because I've seen that played out. Um, I've got a buddy right now that I've been his childhood best friend um, that I've been, he lives here in college station. I've been kind of reconnecting with him and finding ways to, to just speak life into him in certain ways. But man, it's been a slow journey and I've loved that it's been a slow journey because for us, it's, it's really turned into this moment of reconnection of like, man, I haven't seen you in a while. Um, how are you doing? And for him, he's, he's been pretty lost. Um, blatantly say it. And uh, for him, like he, he's been at a place where, man, he's been going through the same things that I was going through in high school. Yeah. And so for me, like I've, he's been, he's been constantly showing up in my life now and he's been relying on me in ways that um, I can help him out in certain scenarios. But I remember this one vivid conversation I had with him and this was all just from interacting, like watching basketball games together, yeah. watching fights together, like just hanging out, like nothing more than that. Uh, I remember he asked me, he was like, man, I've just recognized by hanging out with you that I feel like I don't have a lot of true friends. Like I don't have a lot of people that I can truly say that I'm like close with, right? And I started asking him like, what makes you think that that's the case? He's like, well, I don't know. Like I I party with a bunch of people and I think they're my friends, but now I'm thinking about it. All I do is party with these people Mm -hmm. and I've never really had conversations with them besides going to a party with them. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder why, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's been really cool because I think I think the Lord sometimes just uses those opportunities where it's like, man, it's not even us verbally speaking out yeah. truths yeah. that can reach people. It's, man, how are we living our lives and modeling the way that Christ lived in our life to then reflect how that is so much different to yeah. people than what they see in normal life, right? Or just in regular society, right? And so I think, I think for me, that's just been really, really unique and something that I, I feel like has been really critical towards how I've been able to walk with others in this journey of life. So, And that's amazing. And as you were talking, I was thinking about 1 Corinthians 13, right? Love is patient. Mm-hmm. Love is kind. I'm not going to quote the whole thing because I don't know it, but it you could. But it <laughs> love keeps no record of wrongs, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Love rejoices mm-hmm. when the truth wins out. Like those are 
things that are exemplified in the person that we are, not in what we say. Yeah. Right. Like I can't say I'm being patient with my daughter Landry. I have to actually be patient yeah. with my daughter right. Landry. Yeah. Yeah. She sees love when I show patience. She doesn't see love when I show impatience. Right. Yeah. And so, so often that's not to say that words are not important and it's not to say Absolutely. that, that God doesn't use us to speak truth or whatever, but like he invites us into people's stories and he invites us into their life. And the way that we can show Christ is to show love. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's, I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. And I will say this too, cause I think, I think this is necessary. Like this isn't something that I feel like I'm like, I don't like, I just want to reiterate this. Like I'm not perfect in this either because um, there's, there's some tendencies that I've resorted back to where it's just like, I get lazy sometimes yeah. with the way that I approach conversations with mm-hmm. people and maybe I don't take the extra effort to really want to hold the conversation. Or maybe it's like, I know what I'm getting myself into in a conversation. <laughs> I don't want to get yeah, into that yeah. because sure. I don't have the emotional, emotional energy to yeah. do that. Um, and so I think in a lot of ways, like there, a lot of this does require extra effort. Like it requires you to really suit up and say like, Hey, I'm, I want what God wants in this moment and I want what he's taught me. And so I'm going to live this and let him take control. Right. And so, um, just a moment of surrender for that, um, is, is definitely critical. So good. Well, man, it has been really, really cool to see this journey unfold over the last couple of years. And, and really ultimately, you know, I, I say this, I, a lot of times I don't, I have like a, maybe like a second row seat or a third row seat. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, I really feel like I have a front row seat in this yeah. getting to work beside you and, and getting to engage with you on a regular basis and just see these like, what you're saying today and as you share your story, like this is really what God is doing in your heart. And it's not like, Oh, I know what the right answer is or I know what I'm supposed to say. Mm -hmm. I've read all of John. So this is what I should say. (laughs) It's it literally is what God is doing in your heart and in your life. And man, it is, it is such a fun ride and it's so cool getting to be shoulder to shoulder with you and see not only how you're growing, but how that then impacts the way that you engage with Mm -hmm. the people around Mm -hmm. you. Um, so man, props, yeah. props to you. I appreciate Good it. Job. The, the one encouragement of, yeah. of the week. There you <laughs> no, go. Just kidding. But it was very public. <laughs> it was, it and was. It's recorded. And so it's you recor- can just, I can just go back, forever. crop it out, put it on loop, and put it on loop. Yeah. Just play it in my head. Hear it over and over and over. The ringtone for when Chris like calls you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, <laughs> oh, you know, I feel like as we've been having this conversation today, you just, you felt so natural. You felt like you've done this before. Oh, what podcasting? Yeah, or? podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. and I don't know why. Yeah, there's, there's no. There's Go no, ahead, give it a it, shout out. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a fun little podcast. Uh, I think Gabe. Well, I already mentioned Greg, but yeah. Gabe is yes, also. Gabe, yeah, he was on last week. He's already yeah. been on it, right? And so uh, we we have our own podcast called the Who Allowed This Podcast. Uh, go check it out if you want a good laugh. It's honestly all it's good for. <laughs> but uh, we got a good news segment at the end too. So I promise there's some sort of application, some redeeming value it, at the very it end. comes to life somewhere. But yeah, yeah go. Check Check it out. Who allowed this? It's on all major streaming platforms. Um, so, well, Ryan, thank you so much for being with us today and helping share your story. Yeah, thanks for having uh, before me. Before we hit pause or stop or whatever on this recording, we just want to have a little fun. So we have a little oh. segment that we're going to call this or that. Okay. And so Emmy's basically just going to throw out two things and you're going to pick one or the other. Ooh. And then, you know, we may, maybe we'll ask for a little explanation. Okay. Whatever. Just have fun. Have okay. Fun I like this. Just have fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like this. I like this. All okay. Right. Roll it up, Amy. Here we go. All right. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Easy. No. Do you have a dog? Uh, not, well, uh, not currently, but I've <laughs> oh, had, no. I had both oh, growing no. up. Yeah. I've, I had both growing up and, uh, yeah, dogs are superior. Like there's just no, they, yeah. I will say though, dogs are definitely more effort. 
There's yeah, no question. Sure. Cats are definitely more self-maintained. Yeah. But I think that's a part of the journey. Dogs are more loyal. Cat won't jump in front of a bullet for you, but a dog probably would. So. But cats will also walk in their own urine and then walk exactly. on your countertop. So. And then they think that's okay, you know? And then yeah. they'll just look at you like, what? Did I do something wrong? Exactly. Like, they're, just, yeah. they're just arrogant. Dogs. Yeah. Dogs. Dogs. All right. yeah. Dogs are fun. <laughs> Netflix or YouTube? That's actually really hard. I, th- I, I definitely spend a lot more time on YouTube. YouTube? So I think I'm going to say YouTube. Yeah. Which also, go ahead, shout it out. Okay, yeah, I've got a I've got a little YouTube channel as well. Uh, definitely a little bit. It's Ryan Vlogs. Go check Ryan that out. Vlogs, yeah, <laughs> lots of self promotion. A lot of podcasts. Yeah, I was gonna say. Now things. I feel selfish. You know, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think I think I spend more time on YouTube. I, maybe a year ago though, it would have been a different story. I think I would have said Netflix. So that's fair. I'm evolving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm evolving. Um, a phone call or a text? Ah, phone call for sure. And I think the reason why is because I've always feel like I've put myself in bad situations where people don't understand <laughs> oh, the context of context the message. Matters. Yep. So yep. I'm like, uh, I should probably call them to bring about this conversation. But yeah, they at least need to hear the inflection. About right, this. right. Yeah. They need to know that I'm like happy or sad about it, right? Like, My sister sent me one of those what is it? It's like the ones that the animals, but it talks like you're oh, talking. Oh, yeah, the, the animojis. Yeah. I was laughing. I think those are my favorite. <laughs> They're I'm so start funny. Using those Maybe ones. I should use those. That's you a good should. point. Yeah. Okay. Toast or eggs? Sorry, bacon was not an option. Wow. Gosh. <laughs> uh, eggs. The answer is sure. always bacon. That's ba- why we bacon. didn't put it on yeah. there. We yeah. knew what would win. Yeah. Okay. Cake or pie? Cake. Any Ooh, what kind specific? of cake? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's really hard. <laughs> Chocolate cake, honestly. All right. Yeah, I'm good with I that. I like it. Simple. Basic. It's okay. Yeah, it's pretty Chris, basic. What, is, though. what are you? I don't. I don't know what else to? I would say though. Like, what's another cake that I could? Uh, ice cream, I could like, like throw out flavors. Confetti you know? cake. Yeah. There's carrot cake. Oh, confetti cake. cake's good. Red velvet, oh. which is also chocolate. But See, I'm be, yeah, right. I, but Amy's rolling out okay. the cakes right now. And hot I don't take, even like cake that much. Hot take, I do know that chocolate and red velvet are supposed to be the same, but I think there is a different flavor to red velvet. Oh. I'm interested. Maybe uh, I'm wrong. That's just my perception. Y'all should talk Ryan. about that on the Who Loud This podcast. We will. Yeah, Don't worry. bring that in. <laughs> no, okay, kidding. do you like big parties or small gatherings? Big parties. Oh, uh, no. Really? Actually, no, I take that back. I, no, <laughs> I take that back. Actually, I think I do like small gatherings more. But then again, that's like one of those things where it's like three years ago, it's a different yeah. situation for me. <laughs> yeah. so, well, know. but I think also. Not you, in a bad way, but yeah. yeah. Well, you do a good job of like working the room and, yeah. and like noticing people. Sure. And so when there's more people, more energy, whatever, like yeah. I can see you like thriving in that. Yeah. I think you thrive in either. I really think it's well. both. Yeah. yeah. I think really it could be both for me. So work That's hard sure. or play hard, Ryan? Play hard for sure. <laughs> you I'm better say that. Like, I'm a seven. I was looking at Chris. I was like, what's he going to say? I'm absolutely a seven in terms of Enneagram, and that's my motto. So, yeah, play <laughs> hard, baby, okay. especially if it's golf on a Thursday afternoon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's still some, uh, some hurt no, there. No, none at all. None at all. I'm just kidding. No, I'm we, kidding. we had a conversation last semester where I was like, hey, you, you go play golf as much as you want. Yeah. But if your schedule says that you're in the office, you probably should find a different time to yeah. go play golf. I haven't played golf on a Thursday. Since there there. Yeah, I so. just ruined Thursday altogether <laughs> for you. One. Thursdays aren't fun anymore. <laughs> Gosh. Oh man. Uh, um, laundry or dishes? Laundry. Do I, you do either of those? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's you do I wear the same shirt pretty yeah. often. So. I did hesitate. Yeah, no. Uh, actually, if you go to my closet, it is one of the most organized parts of my life. Funny, funny story. But uh, I'm not going to get into the details of that. But <laughs> I don't know why I just always have to muster up the strength to do my dishes my laundry it's not that much of an effort for me i don't know why <laughs> i like doing my laundry all nice. right i think it's the organization that gets yeah, me. yeah i'm for it a hamburger or a taco mm, 
This is a mood thing. It depends on the day. <laughs> I'll give you that. But I think I think I probably would resort to hamburgers more. Interesting. But it has to be a good hamburger. Mm. Do you have a favorite hamburger place? <sighs> Not necessarily a place, but I could tell you I like like a sweet and spicy, like the sweet and spicy burger at Whataburger. I'm not saying Whataburger is the best <laughs> burger place, but like that kind of like sweet and savory yep. taste together. I think it's just great. I understand. So like barbecue sauce and stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be good. Do you like to be the passenger or the driver? The driver for sure. Okay. I've learned that, especially with Gabe. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, I think I've learned that with him more than anything. This man waits till the last second to stop and it just, it oh, gets me every time. Terrifying. That's the worst. It gets me every time. All right. Toilet paper over or under? <laughs> Am I a sociopath for saying I don't care? <laughs> no, because that's what I don't think about it. When okay, I good. On. I was just I curious, but then I realized that Chris has an opinion on this for sure. Well, I said, and I said this a couple podcasts ago. Like, I said over. Okay, and I prefer over just because it it just comes off the roll, whatever. Yeah, but having a puppy. Mm. If you do over, it's easier for them to paw at it, and it yeah. all end up on the ground. And so, so we happen? right now, oh my gosh, really? yes, Poppy loves toilet paper. That's actually wild. So we do under right now because yeah. then if she paws at it, it just keeps flipping over on itself. Huh? That's smart. Yeah, that is yeah. a smart move. Yeah, I also don't think about it. I just put it on. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I, I could care less. Yeah. yeah. All right, pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Every time, I like it. Yes. Yeah, it's a good choice. I think waffle. I just like crispy. Yeah. No, know? I agree. Mm. So yeah. Winter or summer? Summer, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I need to explain. Yeah, no, no, you're good. You're good. Ninjas or pirates? Oh, this is tough. <laughs> this is really tough. Uh, ninjas, yeah, ninjas. I think. Why? Why? Uh, you know, I. I really need a reason. I love this one because I feel like people have to give a good explanation. Yeah, but then again, it's like, when does anybody have time to think about this either? You know what I mean? So it's like, okay. Uh, Ninja stars are cool. Yeah. All right. That's good enough for me. I'm uh, for that. I'd throw I'm those. Yeah. All right. Chris or me. Oh, this is tough. I don't like hurting feelings, but I have to say uh, uh, Chris. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like if no. I were to say Emmy, I'd get fired. So no, Everybody says that. Everybody <laughs> like, says I that. Last yeah. time I th- who was it? Was it Gabe? It was we Gabe, made yeah. it, And I was like, you can totally say Chris. I would never hold it against you, but if you say me, Chris might hold it yeah, against you. No, no, I would no. agree with you. I would pick Emmy over me every time. I know. It's To be fair, though, like I've already mentioned why Chris is a part of my yeah. story. So, yeah. He's yeah. amazing. I would pick Emmy over it's me. It's an easier resort. Though. Emmy is well, Emmy is a way better person than I am. Okay, somehow this always comes up every time. We just uh, do not. Yeah, I don't like commenting on anything like that. So no, that's oh. fair. Fair game. Well, that was it. That's right. it. You well, did that was fun. Hey, right. I made it. That's great. Congratulations. Appreciate Man, it. Man, thanks again for being on the podcast, sharing your story. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. I appreciate what y'all do. This is a really cool podcast idea. So y'all are killing it, killing the game. Thanks, Ryan. Awesome, Emmy. We did it. Virtual high five again. Pink. Yeah, we're across the room from we each need other. Sound but effect. Yeah, I'll, I'll work on it. No, I won't. I won't work on it. It's just more editing. Uh, okay, <laughs> until next time. Bye. Bye.